Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. 20 wisdom keys to transform your life. Many people want their lives changed, but they are not ready to apply wisdom. Go with me first of all to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. You know, if you are a member of this ministry, you must write every time they are teaching. This is a teaching ministry. So you must have a a notebook for the teachers. Wisdom is what? The principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Everybody say, get wisdom. I I didn't hear you. Say, get wisdom. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. Go after wisdom. Then look at what it says. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Is it not amazing that people get a lot of things, but they don't get wisdom? Praise God. You know, if I'm to ask you today, what are you, what do you want? You know what? How many of you know what everybody's going to ask for? Number one thing. What's number one thing? Money. I need money. If you can just give me money. (laughs) But the Bible says get money. Is that what the Bible says? It says money is the principal thing. Is that what the Bible says? What does the Bible say is the principal thing? Wisdom. How many of you know that without wisdom, whatever money you have will not last? Whatever money you have will not last. So the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing. It's the thing you should go after. Go after wisdom. So today we are going to look at the book of Proverbs and share with you 20 wisdom keys that will transform your life. How many of you want your life transformed? Alright. Number one. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who works with the wise man will be wise. But a companion of fools will what? Be destroyed. The wisdom of association. He says, if you walk with the wise, you will end up wise. He says, but if you walk with fools, you will end up being destroyed. The truth of the matter is this. You will never rise beyond your association. It doesn't matter. You will never go higher beyond the people you walk with. Your association will determine your destiny. 
So in life, one of the wisdom keys that can transform your life is to learn to find yourself in the right association. To move with the right people. If you move with people who are serious about the things of God, you'll be serious about the things of God. If you move with people who are serious about the things of the world, you'll be serious with the things of the world. If you move with people who are spending all their lives playing bet, Niger, Niger bet, you're going to be the same. Your value system shows in your association. If there's anything I must warn you of in life, don't walk with the wrong people. You will destroy your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But know why, I, why we all need to pray for wisdom? I've observed this. The people who walk with the wrong people don't consider those people as wrong people. That's where the problem is. So it takes the revelation of wisdom for you to be able to see, no, this is not the right company. Are you following what I'm saying? Even an arm robber will call a fellow arm robber his best friend. Are you following what I'm saying? So it takes the word of God to show us the right company. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the wisdom of God to show us, no, this association is not good. So the first key is the wisdom of the right association. If you want to transform your life, find the right people. Join hands with them. Be part of them. And your life is going to turn around. Number two. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. The wisdom of increased learning. Everybody say increased learning. Every day of your life, you must set your heart to learn. He says, a wise man will hear and increase learning. It's just like as I'm teaching you right now. What will a wise man do? A wise man will document these things and add them as part of his life. A wise man will hear and increase his learning. He will listen to counsel. He would learn to become better. You must ever be learning in life. Don't stay stagnant. Get books. Read books. Buy materials. Listen to CDs. Listen to teachings. This message has been recorded. It's going to be made available. Free of charge. Get a hold of it. Put it in your phone. Listen to it over and over and over and over again. You will find that your life is getting better. Praise God. You know some people get up in the morning. The first thing they do, they put on their phone. And they start listening to all kinds of music. I kill your mother, you kill my mother. We kill everybody. <laughs> and they get up and they wonder why their life is not better. It can't be better. Every No information leaves you the same. No one. Every information either depreciates your value or increases your value. The wisdom of increased learning. Be a lifelong student. Be a learner. Never settle. 
Be a learner. Learn to read. Study. Increase your learning. If you don't even have books, ask your pastor, what book can I buy? Be hungry for knowledge. You know, because you stay in this kind of environment, any little achievement can, can make you look very successful. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you just stumble on some money. Bah, just go to Portacourt. Buy some very shiny shoes. You can be the biggest man in the community. Can't even be wearing shoes Monday morning. You are not going to anywhere. You just wear shoes. I'm strolling from one end of the community to the other. <laughs> and people are healing your bros. Where don't you say, oh, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Never set your standards by where you are. Set them by what you can actually become. To rise higher. Are you following what I'm saying? And to go bigger and to do what God has called you to do. Say amen. amen. Number three. Proverbs 21 verse 3. Proverbs 21 verse 3. Make sure at the end of today, you ask for the messages. Listen to them again and again and again. And it's going to transform your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 3. Sorry, Proverbs 21, 31, sorry, 31, not 3. The horse is prepared for battle, for the day of battle, but the deliverance is of the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the deliverance is of the Lord. You know what? People read this a lot and say, well, it's not my preparation. It's the Lord that gives deliverance. No, the Bible says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but it is the Lord that gives deliverance. Meaning that the Lord cannot give deliverance to a horse that is not prepared. Come on, somebody say the wisdom of preparation. You must learn to prepare. Can I tell you something? Every day of your life, you are either preparing to succeed or you're preparing to fail. Every day. Every day. When you get up every day, when you get up every day, the choices you make will determine if you are preparing to do what? To succeed or you're preparing to fail. It's what you do in your preparation that determines the what? The victory that God will give to you. Are, are you still here? It's what you do in your preparation that will determine the kind of victory that God will use will give to you. Don't live an unprepared life. Don't live an unprepared life. Opportunities will come. Praise God. Opportunities will come. Always be ready. You are a young man who is looking for a job. Always have your CV close by. Save it on your phone. And someone says, oh, do you have your CV with you? He says, I have it here. It's not when they say, prepare your CV. You start running. And you know, the, <laughs> you know, the enemy has a way of organizing things. That day, the cyber cafe that is close to your side, that used to open every day, will not open. The one that opened, no fear. The one that has where generator is not working. Why? You are not prepared. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a young lady, be prepared for the future. As a young man, be prepared for the future. I see a lot of young men who are married today and they are still tied to their mother's apron. You know that, what that means? They are still tied to their mother's strings. No sense of independence. They can't make decisions. 
I see young women married today, not ready for marriage, not ready for the trials and the travails and the tribulations and the, the, the challenges of marriage. Why? Because our concept of marriage is what we watch in the film, you know, just dancing around the tree, you know, they buy jewels, open door for you, you will sleep, they'll bring bed for you in breakfast on bed, you know, and you know, you just, we just, we just have that illusion about marriage. And so when the challenges come, you're not ready. Why? You're not prepared. Hallelujah. You know, most of us think that getting married or being matured is, is, is based on pregnancy. You, you understand? So a 15 year old girl or a 16 year old girl get pregnant, he has a baby, so automatically she considers herself a woman. Then she ties two wrappers, starts wearing a and starts behaving like a woman. Even when she's not carrying a baby, unconsciously she's still just walking like this. You know, because she thinks she's a woman. No, no. You, you might still have the brain of a 15 year old, but you just had the experience or the event of adulthood. That's why you must be prepared. Are you following what I'm saying? Most times when people are going and say, are you ready for marriage? Say, sir, we are ready, sir. We are ready, we are ready. No, no. It takes preparation. It takes not just physical preparation. It takes not just monetary preparation. The greatest preparation we lack in this generation is emotional preparation. Most people are not emotionally ready for what you call marriage. Are you still here? Somebody say amen. The wisdom of preparation. Learn to live prepared. The future will surely come. You know, life is amazing. Three years ago, I started a theological course. I just, a friend of mine, that's why it's important to work with the right friends. A friend of mine, we're just talking, he said, why don't we study theology? I was like, okay, fine, let's go for it. We started. Three years ago, I just realized I have just about six courses to my graduation. Three years is come and gone. If I did not start that, at the end of these three years, there will be nothing to show for it. Are you following what I'm saying? And you know, because I'm doing that course in theology, I'm also seeing certain doors open to me in people that would not readily accept me, but because they now know that I've studied in such an institution, what is happening? They are beginning to open doors for me. That's the victory the Lord can give. But listen to this. The going to school is my preparation. Ask your neighbor, what are you preparing for? Say one more time. Say, what are you preparing for? Amen. Some people are preparing for their death. They join all kinds of meetings. All kinds of meetings. Tall women association. The ones that are between tall association. Green women. Green men club. And he asked them, why are you joining this club? Say, ah, when I die. So that we'll have people to come and bury me. What a shame. I said, what a shame. You are preparing for death. Have you lived? Don't be a local champion. You were born to do big things for God. I said, you were born to do big things for God. You were born to do big things for humanity. You were born to do mighty and mega things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't be preparing for death. 
prepare to leave. Praise God. I know some of you, you don't play with those meetings. Even the time you should be in church, it's gone for meeting meeting. You know some of you are never late for meetings because you pay a fine. Never late in six years of joining the meeting. You are there. Even when the door is not open, you are outside. I say, wait, they are there outside. <laughs> Never late. But when it's time for church, ah, I'm tired. I went to farm. And when I went to farm, and I saw a rabbit. Ah, I said, rabbit, why did I see you? And that made you tired. If so bad, no. But your dues in your meeting, ah, you never, don't fail. Any little thing, ah, church is about tight. Hey, pastors, nice money. I will not give them my money. I will not give them my money. Yet in your meeting, you're contributing consistently. Why are you not consistent in the things of God? It is preparation for your eternal life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your commitment to God are preparations for what? Your eternal life. God is going to reward you based on your service. One day I told myself, you know, I, was, I, I finished preaching in a church in Bonnie. I was going on the boat to Podako Church. That day I was tired. I was really tired. In fact, that day I went home. I just slept. And then my wife woke me up. God, I was tired. That day I was literally tired. But you know, God said something to my heart. He says, I'll reward you for your faithfulness. You know what I realized? Sir, even though you are tired, you have to stay faithful. And I told myself, let me be faithful. Let me be faithful. Sometimes it is your faithfulness your children will reap from. They will be so blessed. Doing very little. People will wonder, what is this man doing? God is just rewarding your children for your faithfulness. It's preparation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at what the Bible says about Timothy. It says that faith that was in your grandmother, that is in your mother, is now in you. It was that thing that God saw that made Timothy, even as a young man, a bishop, a, a pastor in Ephesus, and even as a young man, he was ordaining bishop. What preparation are you putting ahead so your children can have a good life? Some of you need to understand how to prepare financially. Don't eat everything today. Don't buy all the clothes in town today so your children can go to a good school. Don't be rich with clothes and your children are struggling to go to school. Hear what I'm saying? Say amen if you are still here. Proverbs 24, 27. Proverbs 24, 27. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field. And afterward, build your house. The wisdom of the seasons and the faces of life. It says prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field. And then after you can build your house. It didn't say build your house first. 
The wisdom of faces. Listen to me. Listen to me. Life is in faces. There is a time to go to school. That's not the time to have a boyfriend. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's not the face. You see, if you do the right thing in the wrong time, it will become wrong. Are you following what I'm saying? If you do the right thing at the wrong time, it will do what? The timing makes it wrong. Imagine, I'm supposed to preach now. Right? I'm supposed to preach now. Then I drop the mic and say I want to dance. Now, there's nothing wrong with dancing, but it's not the time to dance. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not the time. So, the fact that I am dancing when I'm supposed to be preaching, it makes the dancing wrong. Even though it's the right action. What face are you in your life? You know, even sometimes, married people don't understand this face. Sometimes you just got married. You are trying to start your family. You start comparing yourself with somebody who is already married for 30 something years. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, talk to me. Are you still here? You are a young man. You just started ministry. You're comparing yourself to people who have started ministry years ahead of you. There's something in life called a face. Sometimes you are in your face of scarcity. There are times you will be in your wilderness period. Things will be tough. And all you will be eating every day is manna. You, you realize that? You realize that the children of Israel ate manna? Manna, manna, manna. You know what, what, you know what the word manna means? You know, <laughs> my pastors are laughing. It's because you people don't know what manna means. Do you know what manna means? I can't hear you. Do you know what manna means? Uh-huh. The word manna means what is this? Now you are laughing because you don't understand. There are days in your life you are going to be eating what is this? You look at the food and ask yourself, what is this? Even the soup, you don't understand it. You say, what is what soup is this? The soup will need special explanation. When they serve you the soup, they will add a manual to it so that you can understand the soup. Yeah, because you see, because real soup, you can know the soup by looking at it and say, oh, this is a goosey soup, yeah, this is Ogbono, yeah, this is Banga soup. But this one, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Meaning that the, the soup is neither Ogbono, nor Banga, nor this thing, nor anything you have ever eaten in your life. And it is, what is this? It is only the person who cooks the soup that understands what that is? So that person has to explain the soup to you. Those are soup you cannot serve visitors. It's just you eat it inside. And then there are seasons you will eat that for 40 days. Every day, what is this? What is this? What is this? It's a season. Because after that season, you will get into Canaan. You will not begin to eat milk and honey. That time you don't need explanation. When somebody comes and says that is milk, you say yes, that is milk. Yeah, not what is this. That is milk. But if you don't understand, you will mess up that face. Are you following what I'm saying? There are times to restrain yourself because of the future. 
The wisdom of faces and seasons. Ask your neighbor, what season are you now? Are you in the season where you are asking, what is this? <laughs> ah, they serve the food, you say, what is this? Praise God. Proverbs 28, 20. No, Proverbs chapter. Which number are we now? We're just in number four. Wow. Number five. Proverbs 20, 28. Verse 19 to 20. Proverbs 28. Verse 19 to 20. He who tills his land, we have plenty of bread. But he who follows frivolity, we have poverty enough. Mm. Follows frivolity. Wisdom for life. Follows the gossip in town. Follows social media. He will have poverty enough. But he who tills his land, we have bread. The principle or the wisdom key of hard work. Learn to till your land. Learn to till your land. What assignment do you have? Work on it. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't follow frivolities. Right now I know even though it's something none of us want to admit. One of the frivolities in our society right now is gambling. Betting away your life and your future. Listen to me. Nobody ever becomes rich by betting. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is just the same as alcoholic addiction or any kind of addiction. Once you start it, it will be difficult for you to break. Rather, you will get poorer. Yeah, I tell you, you will get poorer. You sell your clothes, sell your house, sell, sell your family, sell yourself. And yet, you will not win anything. Yeah, it's a frivolity. Frivolous things, things of no value. And you see, the whole, everybody will just follow. He said, one of the things for you to know, it, I don't like what everybody does. You just realize something will just come. Everybody will just go in that direction. Pause and think, why is everybody going there? Because most people don't think for themselves. It's called mob action. Most people don't think for themselves. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why you realize that once a particular hairstyle comes eh? I hope nobody's putting on the popular hairstyle now. But once a particular hairstyle comes, people will just follow it. They will not even look at the shape of their head. You know that everybody has a particular shape of head. <laughs> they will just follow. Whether their head, whether their head fits the hairstyle, no, they say put it. This is what I want. Put it. They now look strange. And then you realize something about life. Two months later, Another hairstyle is that. That's why when you're always buying clothes that are rainy, you'll always be indebted. I went to the tailor one time to, to measure me. He measured me. I said, where are you taking this cloth to? He said, that's where it's raining. I said, no. This is my own. This is where it stops. Leave it there. Because what you are doing now is to condemn this shirt for me. In the next two months, I can't wear it again. Because then people are going to be laughing at me. Ah, they are not wearing that shirt again. Any shirt I wear, I can wear forever. The same style, the same thing. Just straight on me. There's no, there's no drama. Even when they even saw what is raining for me, I don't know it is raining until people now say it is raining. Because I'm not following frivolities. I'm tilling my land. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, so tell your neighbor, till your land. Say it one more time. Say, till your land. Right. Proverbs 27. Verse 23. Proverbs 27. I like this one a lot. Verse 23 to 27. Be diligent to know the state of, of, of your flocks and attend to your heads. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Look at this. When the hair is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the heads of the mountains are gathered in. Look at verse 26. The lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and for the nourishment of your maidservant. This is called the wisdom of stock taking. It says, know the state of your flock. Know the state of what you are doing. Because when everything else begins to happen, it is this goat's milk that you are going to use to take care of yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever business you are involved in, the Bible says know the state of it. Know the state of your church. Know the state of your business. Pay attention. Be diligent. Know the state of your marriage. Know the state of your children. Be able to say, this thing I am doing, what is the state? Is it dying? Is it prospering? Is it growing? You remember what, why I told you that the Lord began to speak to me about the mega Sunday? Know the state of your local church. Why? Because whether you travel around the world to preach, it is these local churches that are like family to you. Know the state. Know the state of your ministry. Is the ministry growing or is reducing? You see, activity does not show the presence of life. A sick man can be active. You can be sick and you're active. You know what happens? Until probably you run a test. Are you following what I'm saying? The wisdom of stock taking. You know that's what happened to the prodigal son, right? That's what happened. To the, I love the prodigal son story a lot. It shows that a man can transform his life once he makes a decision. The man told him, said, this food I am eating, this is not what I used to eat in my father's house. He took stock of himself. He saw what he was eating and says, this is not it. He says, I will return. That day, he made a decision to go back because he took stock. Some of you need to sit down and take stock of your life. Where you are now, is that where you're supposed to be? What you're doing now, is it effective enough? Can you get better with it? Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you still here? Alright. Proverbs 28, 27. Proverbs 28, Verse 27. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. The wisdom of generosity. Learn to be a generous man. Learn to give. 
Give to your pastors who lead you. Imagine a pastor leaving the city, leaving whatever he could do in the city, coming down here to this community to become a pastor. Why are you, why don't you become generous? Learn to give. Don't, don't say, what is the church doing for the pastor? No, this is not about the church. This is about you. Let me tell you something. That's something in my life. And most people around me know. Yesterday, we, we were having a conference in Port Harcourt. And our very senior friend, as it were in the ministry, visited. He just came. said, oh, he heard what we're doing. He just wanted to be part of it. And came into the church. It, well, he told me he was coming, but it's not, it was not like he preached or something. I just quickly met the administrator. I said, do we have anything available? We quickly just put up some, some of money together. And said, sir, we just want to bless you. Thank you for your transport. Be generous. Don't always leave looking for what people will give to you. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't despise your seed. Are you following what I'm saying? I remember many years ago, I used to recharge my dad's phone. 100 now, 100 now, sometimes 100, 150. I remember the first time Reverend Tony Atel, blessed memory, came to preach for us in camp meeting 10 years ago. How much was the honorarium I gave him? 500 now recharge card, two. <laughs> That's 1,000. That's what I gave him. I was not saying, oh, let my mentor support me. Let, no, I was looking for how to be a blessing. The generous soul shall be made fat. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Are you following what I'm saying? Learn the act of generosity. Always be on the giving side. Don't despise. No matter what you have, learn to be of a blessing. Praise the name of the Lord. The wisdom of generosity will transform your life. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12. Proverbs 10, 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 12. We're looking at wisdom keys to transform your life. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred says of strife, but love covers all sins. Proverbs 19, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 19, and verse 11. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The wisdom of walking in love. The wisdom of not stirring up strife. Let me tell you something. In this life, you're going to have a lot of people offend you. Things are going to happen. But you must learn to walk in love. Hatred kills you from inside. Bitterness kills you from inside. Offense destroys your bones and your cells. It will make you sick that no doctor will be able to treat you. You must learn to walk in love. You're going to be offended. But it says love covers a multitude of sin. Praise the name of the Lord. Love does what? Covers a multitude of sin. You are going to be offended. 
But learn the wisdom of walking in love. Offense and bitterness will destroy you. Praise God. Offense and bitterness will do what? Will destroy you. But love will make you successful. Tell your neighbor and say, learn to walk in love. Say it one more time. Say, learn to walk in love. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 24. Are you still here or you are sleeping? Are you here? Check your neighbor. Check your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Are you still here or you have started sleeping? I'm suspecting you. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 24. You know some people can sleep anytime. The hand of the diligent will rule. But the lazy man will be put to forced labor. <laughs> ah! Then this scripture needs to change your life. The wisdom of hard work. Listen to me. N- never be someone in life that people say is lazy. Learn to work hard. You know what? The Bible says if you are lazy, you'll be put to forced labor. You know what forced labor means? You know, the fact that you don't want to work willingly, a time will come, you will be forced to work. And at that time, it will not be what you like. It will be just working to survive. You know, there are people like that. You say, okay, anything, 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 just anything, just to eat, just to survive. But very early in life, you can choose that. On this, my field, I want to work hard. You know what I realize about life? In every field of life, there are successful people. Are you following what I'm saying? I was reading a story the other day of a woman who fries bean cakes, Akara. I was reading a true life story. The woman has built, built a house now. The woman has built a house. So, the lady who was writing the story now told the woman that, why don't you move to your house? You know what the woman said? The woman is staying very close to a junction in Lagos there. And the woman has built an upstairs. Frying Akara. Not wearing cover and helmet. Frying Akara. Then I said, oh, why don't you move? You know what the woman said? The woman said, no. That if I move, that neighborhood where I built my house, those people there don't buy Akara. <laughs> he said, those people there, they don't buy Akara. Do you understand? They will not buy. Then number two, there are no bike men there. There are no bus drivers there. He said, so what I will do is I will rent that house out. And one flat from that house will be paying my rent here. This junction I am staying. This junction. I'm staying in this junction. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. So you are going there buying Akara. You are buying Akara from a landlady. Are you following what I'm saying? That's wisdom. He said, this junction is the best junction for my business. This way, Okada, men gather. It does not take money to build a house. It takes wisdom. It's not money. I used to give this illustration every time I preach. My grandfather stayed along a riverine community and then they had, you know, most of you know here, in the river community, they build houses with mud, with bamboo and palm fraud. Am I right? Come on, talk to me now. You should know that. You know those things are not, they don't sell them. Do they sell mud here? No. I don't know whether people have started selling because Niger Delta, you sell everything. But they don't sell mud. The palm fraud, do they sell it? Bamboo leaves, do they sell it? No. 
What does it take to build a house with mud, palm fronds, and bamboo stick? What does it take? Number one, desire. Everybody say desire. The first of all is desire to. And you know, even in the village, you don't sell land. Desire and cutlass. Those are the two things. Right? Desire what? Cutlass. You take your cutlass, you desire, you go to the bush, you cut what you want. My grandfather told me that even when people were living in mud houses, some people still did not have a house. <laughs> that means, even though everything was free, they still were staying in other people's mud houses. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? They were still living in other people's mud Praise God. Are you still here? What does that mean? It means that they did not have the required desire. And they did not back up their desire with what? With action. Praise God. Are you still here? Okay. Let's go on now. Proverbs 15.1. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1. That's number what? Number 10. Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The wisdom of communication, the power of words. Learn to use words rightly. Learn not to respond in anger. It will destroy your life. Learn to communicate properly. I'm learning it. I'm learning it. I'm learning that communication can transform lives. Communication can destroy relationships. Communications can hurt churches. Praise God. Now, I, now let me explain something to you. Do you know that as a pastor... I made an announcement. I don't want to repeat it in the message because it's recorded and a lot of people will listen to it. But I made an announcement regarding the Akinema church when we started. Do you know that there are some pastors that will respond? Now, the way I responded to it, of course, we all laughed about it. Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? We all laughed about it, but we got the lesson. Am I right? Now, do you know that there are some pastors that the way they will respond to it, when you hear of Mega Sunday next time, you say, see, I don't want to go. I don't want anybody to say, just leave. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Why? The power of communication. I've realized that you can address the same issue, but with different ways. Don't speak to destroy people. One thing I've made up my mind, I've made up my mind, I decided that a couple of days ago, I'm just going to love people to always give them a second chance. I don't want to be a pastor who gives up on people. I just realized that in this world, many people are not given the chance to become better. Many people are not given the chance. Are you following what I'm saying? I want to be that one. You see, I don't mind, well, I'm not saying it, but I don't mind if people keep disappointing me and keep disappointing me and keep disappointing me. I just, I've asked myself, what else can I offer in this world than to show people that I genuinely care and love them? You know, in my life personally, as a minister and as an individual in this life, not very many things move me. If you're around me, you will realize that. Not very many things move me. But I love people genuinely. I want them to get better. 
I want to make sacrifice. I, I, I want my life at the end of the day to count. Not only for the gospel. But I, I, I was compassionate to people. I don't want to be like the ruler of the synagogue. Who will say why did you heal on the Sabbath? I don't want to be like the ruler of the synagogue. Who said today is the Sabbath. You can't heal. And I rather let people live in pains. Because something is keeping me from reaching out to them. Are you still here? The wisdom of communication. How do you use words? To your wife and to your husband and to your children. How do you use words? There's something that interests me so much about my daughter right now. She's all, she always qualifies. I mean, I don't know where she learns it from, but she's always qualifying her words. She say, oh, this is a delicious dinner. She wouldn't just say dinner. You say the dinner is delicious. <laughs> We're going to the hotel yesterday. And we saw two kids. And I was just talking to my wife. I was like, look at these two kids. And then when we went upstairs, she was there. She said, I saw two cute kids. She added cute. <laughs> and, and I just like, I mean, for me, it really, she just have a way of describing the things with very nice words. Very nice words. I was just going to say, we see two kids there. Oh, we see two pickings. <laughs> Say, cute kids. And do you understand that? It makes a world of difference. It makes a world of difference. That's the power of words. She said, oh, the dinner is delicious. Just that word delicious makes it, he didn't say the dinner is what is this? <laughs> say the dinner is delicious. That word, I'm learning it. Sometimes we have to, con- we have to consciously learn how to put power in our words. As a pastor, learn to appreciate your people. Thank you guys, you're doing a great work. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, appreciate how you're committed to church. You're an example of a, of a strong believer. Learn to use those words for people. Listen, people are discouraged. Things are tough. Things are hard for people. Don't contribute to their burdens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn to appreciate people. Imagine, I came now and Pastor's trying to get the people here. And I just get angry. Oh, yeah, you guys, what are you for doing? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, don't live here demoralized. There's something I'm beginning to learn in the life of Jesus and his ministry. It's like I will not finish the 20 today. Let's see, wherever I stop. Which number am I now? 10. Okay, that's half time. <laughs> you know something about Jesus? Jesus knew that Peter was going to betray him. But you know what he said? He says, Peter, Satan desire to sift you. I'm writing a book now. It's going to come out hopefully next month. It's called the pastoring through prayers. How to pastor people in the place of prayers. You know what he said? He says, Peter, Satan desire to sift you like a wheat. He says, but I prayed for you. When you overcome, strengthen the brethren. Oh, what a man Jesus was. What a man Jesus was. This guy was going to deny him. He didn't say, Peter, you... You are four people. I, you remember I took you to the mountain. You, Peter, James, and John. And I revealed myself to you. That transfiguration didn't change you. you are, no, see, you will not be able to walk with anybody. I curse you. I cursed. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't say, ah, Peter, Peter, is it not you that, that said I'm the son of the living God? Peter. Hey, say that. Jesus gave him another chance. God is giving someone another chance in this meeting. 
In the name of Jesus. He's given you a second chance. That when you overcome this temptation. You will strengthen the brethren. On the day of Pentecost. The Bible says Peter lifting up his voice. That same Peter preached the sermon. And 3,000 people were added to the church. That's what Satan wanted to destroy. That's what Satan wanted to destroy. But Jesus walked out in love. Jesus did not even tell him. You, you know you are going to betray me. Satan will fill your heart. This is your heart. I've been preaching you. Don't listen. But he, he, he says how you want to serve. Don't worry. Betray me. You will see. You are going to hell. <laughs> Jesus says I prayed for you. We should learn to pray for people more. We should learn to pray for people more. He says I prayed for you. He says when you overcome, strengthen the brethren. The power of words. The power of words. Learn to use your words rightly. Amen. I said learn to do what? To use your words rightly. Let me do two more. Then we can close. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Let me do two more. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Are you blessed today? How many of you are looking forward to the next mega Sunday? I can't hear you. I said how many of you are looking forward to the next mega Sunday? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Purpose or counsel in the heart of a man is like deep waters. But a man of understanding will draw it out. I like the rendering of the word purpose. The very giftings of God in your heart are like deep waters. It will take understanding to draw your dream out. Your, the counsel you need for your life is on the inside of you. The purpose is on the inside of you. Your ministry, your gifting, your ability. Listen to me. Nothing external is going to make you successful. Whatever is going to make you successful is already on your inside. But it takes a man of deep understanding to do what? To draw it out. Most people are not willing to draw what is on the inside out. What are you carrying? What are your potentials? Draw it out. What are you gifted with? What's inside of you? What has the Holy Spirit granted you? Your church growth is on the inside of you. Praise God. You know, I was just telling myself, I said, I realize that a lot of things that have to also do with church growth, outside prayer and fasting, a lot has to do with leadership. We have to develop our leadership skills. Because in church, we're going to work with all kinds of people. We have to be able to learn to lead them. You realize that Jesus worked with all kinds of guys? You know, most times we just think those apostles were perfect. Those guys were crazy people. They weren't perfect. Peter was the one who was asking all kinds of questions. Was talking all the time. You know, even when Jesus was walking on water. And Jesus said, come to me. I mean, just realize that if that was not Jesus, Peter would have just drowned. Let's just assume that the 11 disciples were correct. And it was not Jesus. Say, master, if it is you, bid me come. And man say, come. You just enter water. <laughs> oh God. He didn't even test the water first. He just entered. You know, I started walking. The guy looked at the wave again. He started thinking, he said, oh Lord, save me. He's not, you don't want to walk on water. Walk now. And Jesus saved him again. I mean, Peter, Jesus was always rescuing Peter. Thomas never believed anything. So, the master appeared to us. He said, for we are now today. See, today they are appearing. Say, until, look at what Peter Thomas said. He said, until I put my hands in that hole, we put my hands. Don't even show me picture. Don't show me your screensaver. 
I will put my hand and put the, the hand on his side. So I, I was asking myself that. Okay, so really, if now Jesus had those holes, you will really now put your hand inside and say, hey, okay. If I was Jesus, by the time your hand come out, this slap, I will slap you. So, so listen, every message Jesus was preaching, I will rise again on the third day. Thomas just said, Leave and so, and so. Are you hear what I'm saying? He was just saying that. Never believed him. But Lomi, after they called him, we didn't hear from him again. How many of you know one of Jesus' disciples, but Lomi? Uh, you, some of you are wondering now, who, who, but Lomi, but Lomi, who? Jesus' disciple, the only time we heard was when Jesus called him. Finish. Question, he will not ask. Book, he did not write. Answer question, nothing. Doubt Jesus, he didn't doubt. Belief, he did not believe. That means, Badlomi didn't do anything such that was recorded in scriptures. I mean, a guy was just there. Are you following what I'm saying? He was there. And all the disciples that Jesus called. Judas. Oh, mercy. Judas was busy marketing Jesus. Jesus was preaching like this. He said, you won't buy. He said, how much? Say forty-five. Say no, worry, no. Worry. After this, after we feed the five thousand, meet me at, meet me at uh, that junction by Gethsemane. Let's talk more. Do you know to sell somebody is not one-time discussion. There was no application. He didn't put it on his Facebook status. Every consultation was physical. Say how far now? How far? How much you don't agree? Like say thirty-five. Say no, 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 no. Thirty-five. I, Jesus. Who? How many Jesus do you think are available in the market? This is the real son of God we are talking about. This is not China. It's the real Jesus Christ ourselves. <laughs> See, this is the real Jesus. So I'm his disciple. I'm the one holding the money. This guy is the real Jesus. Original Jesus. This is not Abba. This is Jesus. Finally, the guy negotiated. This is Jesus' treasure. You know, anybody you appoint as treasurer is the person you trust. This same man, Judas, somebody came and gave offering to his senior pastor. I say, ah, yeah, next time you people should not be wasting things like this. You know, there are poor people around. <laughs> he didn't even wait to go home. He said it publicly. Jesus had to respond. Say the poor you always have with you. He said, we know, but they will, they will, they will sell this thing. Always selling, looking for what to sell. See, who can sell and give to the poor? The Bible says, he said it was not because he cared for the poor, but because he, had, he was a thief. But you know something about Jesus? You know, Jesus never told anybody he was a thief. Jesus knew, but he kept it to himself. Sometimes you know the weakness of people, but you just keep it. That's maturity. Finally, the guy finally marketed Jesus. 30 pieces of silver, they agreed. So, okay, how you want to pay the money? It's no POS. Say, no, 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 I don't do transfer. On cash. <laughs> they gave him the bag of cash. I say, okay, don't worry. See. So, 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 we are going to get him. I'm going, I'm going to kiss him. Once I kiss him, just carry him. I'm sure in his mind, he thought Jesus would vanish. This is me talking now, this is not Bible. Maybe he just thought, any, ah, they can't catch Jesus now. This guy, I know the guy will come. Ah. So when he realized that they've caught him, ah, he said he wants to return the money. Ah, the chief priest said, no. <laughs> we don't say, we don't, we don't buy, we don't buy. Take your cash. He realized that. 
But you know what? The only mistake Judas did was he committed suicide. If he had met the master, God would have forgiven him. Why? Because God is rich in mercy. And I want to end this mega Sunday by telling you that it doesn't matter what you've done. Tonight you're finding mercy from God. God is granting you mercy to start again. Not so you can go back to your sins, but it's granting you mercy. So like Peter, on the day of Pentecost, you can get more souls into the kingdom. Your past is no longer defining you. I said your past is no longer defining you. God is granting you wisdom in the name of Jesus. To navigate life. To go through life. The last one, Proverbs 21, 12. We'll stop there today. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still there? Are you learning something today? Proverbs 21, verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is doing mighty things in your life in the name of Jesus. I said, God is doing mighty things in your life in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 21, verse 17, sorry. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. But he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. You must understand that if you want to be wealthy, there are certain things you must not love. You must not give yourself to pleasure. There are disciplines of wealth. Everybody say disciplines of wealth. Say it one more time. Say the disciplines of wealth. I'll say that quickly and then we close. Number one, you must learn to save money. Learn to save. Learn to manage money properly. Learn to budget. Have a budget. This and this is what I want to buy. This is how much I want to spend. Don't be someone who spends everything that comes into his life. Learn to prepare for the future. Learn to save for the future. And I want to tell you something. Learn the fact that wealth is gradual. Somebody say wealth is gradual. Say it one more time. Say wealth is gradual. The wisdom of wealth. Read financial books. Get yourself up to speed. Learn to multiply. Learn to manage. Learn to save. Three years ago, I realized, man, I was doing well in my finances, but I realized I needed more knowledge. I started enrolling in financial courses. Every December, I take time to buy money books and study. And in the last three years, my ability to save, my ability to invest has gone up. The wisdom you don't have today is keeping you 